Warning! The following podcast contains strong language, which some listeners may find offensive. If you do... Up yours! That's only if you don't listen to the podcast. Otherwise, not up yours. News team, assemble! Hello! Welcome to the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Yes, my name is Jay. I will be here for the duration with a multitude of co-hosts. More than that later. I'm joined right now by the ever, ever, ever energetic Troy Grant. Show us your energy, Troy. Big podcast booty daddy. That's what they call me in some circles. That'll do, I suppose. Um, you suppose? <laughs> Come on now, fuck um, about. Uh, well, I'm I'm going to deflate you anyway with the first bit of news. So should we get straight into it? Oh Jesus! Or, before you do, before you do, before for any new do, listeners, let's, for the for the new, we we've got some new listeners on this. I hope, um, because I hope. I hope. we are on the on the radio, the radio, as Ramstein would say. Um, <laughs> oh, shit, we should buy that to our playlist. It'll go in next add week. That on the next memo. week. Add that on the memo. Put um, that in the memo. Uh, add, it, add it and post that. Um, <laughs> you can find us on Discord, Instagram, and Twitter at Untitled Wrestling No, Facebook. No, no, you've got that wrong for a start. Instagram is also Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Is it? Yeah. I thought it was Untitled Wrestling yeah, yeah, Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Well, would you like to go? forth and tell everyone where they can find sure, us. Sure, sure thing. Because I'm butchering this. <laughs> this this is not our first rodeo, believe it or not. <laughs> it's fucking amateur hour right now. Facebook, YouTube and Instagram at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Twitter, Twitch and Discord at Untitled Wrestling Come and get involved in the conversation on all of those social media outlets. I promise you, you won't regret it. It's a bloody laugh. Anyway, let's get into the fucking news. Quite wonderful. Unlike the news we've got, which unfortunately, um, at the time of recording last night, so WWE announced the following releases on Thursday night. Oh boy. Carrying oh Cross and Scarlet. B Fab of Hit Row, this hurt me in the heart. Yeah. Um, Lucha House Party, Katarina Cortez of Legado del Fantasma, Ember Moon, Frankie Monet. Trey Baxter, Jeet Rama, Oni Lorcan, Zayda Ramir, Jesse Kamir, Nia Jax, Keith Lee, Mia Yim, Harry Smith, and Eva Marie. What is, before we get into this, what is so disappointing about this mm-hmm. is that, let's have a look, um, B-Fab, I believe, uh, Katarina Cortez, Frankie Monet, Trey Baxter, Jeet Rama, Zayda Ramirez, and I think that was it. And Harry Smith were all signed within the last six months. Yep, all of them. It's 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 beyond disbelief. It's it's baffling. Beefab's just now, been called up to the main roster with Hit Row, and she's and excellent. She's excellent, and within weeks, she's not literally the weeks. But no, she's but as, awesome on the mic. Yeah. G, um, G Rama, I know, aside from the ones you just mentioned, G Rama had a match on NXT this past Tuesday. So did, so did they, Katarina Cortez? Yeah, yeah. Zayda Ramirez, um, 
went the distance with Zoe Stark. It's absolutely it's, it's wild. Baffling. Uh, the, the, uh, Karrion Cross and Scarlet, Keith Lee especially. Fucking Keith Lee. Keith Let's Lee. Keith Lee, Keith Lee they, is a travesty. How like how do you ruin Keith Lee? How how like so let, let's start with let's 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 go way way back so way back Keith Lee NXT Keith Lee allowed to be Keith Lee even before NXT even before NXT when he had oh, no, 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 two before, tryouts to get into WWE and they said no and then he eventually made it there but before NXT Keith Lee is the Keith Lee we know, the Keith yeah. Lee everyone like knows is yeah. fucking incredible. PWG Keith Lee. Yeah. PWG Evolve Keith Lee. Um, mm-hmm. And then we get NXT Keith Lee, which is kind of toned down, but not much. Toned down a little still bit. Good. It's, still good. It, still good. It's like on a, it's like on a nine. Watch. It's like on a nine. Yeah. On the volume scale. As he's opposed to 11, play. which is what he was before WWE. Yeah. And then he goes up to main roster and he becomes Bearcat Lee and he's not allowed to do a moonsault. And it's basically like you've got this guy who is fucking incredible, mm-hmm. can do stuff that not many people, if any people, can do. Certainly guys of his size. Of his size. Yeah. And... You go, stop that. Stop that right now. You're a naughty boy. You can't do a moonsault. You piece of shit. How dare you do a moonsault? I want you to throw that man across the ring. Just and be like, like every other big hoss on the roster that you've and ever it's like, that's avoided. fine. But when you've got a once in a lifetime talent, like generational talent, like it's absurd. Absolutely like, absurd. He's literally. I, I can't think of anybody like like Bam Bam Bigelow comes to mind. Vader comes to mind. In fact, Vader, Vader's the perfect example. Keith Lee is like the Vader of this generation. A guy yeah. who's massive. Yeah. Can do the big guy thing, but he can fucking move. But also, he can talk. And he can talk. He's so and, good. And WWE wanted him to not talk, have a manager, not do moonsaults, not do any of the shit he's good at. It's absolutely mental. Like that one of all that that one, and carrying cross, really, really, really surprised me. I, I saying I put, that I put in our Discord Keith Free. Keith and Free. The reason I put that is because I think that WWE had no idea what to do with them. No, they really didn't. Really, they, really, they didn't. would have squandered. For my opinion, like Keith, for me, Keith Lee has the potential to be one of the best wrestlers in the world. Yeah. Like I mean, he, yeah. It arguably and, and, kind know, of already is, but just doesn't hasn't had the rocket strapped to him. Like the but he's been, rocket, he's been if you stifled like. by a fucking lunatic who's basically Howard Hughes sat there going, this is such good shit. Mm-hmm. Because Keith Bearcat Lee isn't fucking doing moonsaults. He's throwing people across the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't. I, I I've I've done it already. Um, I'll I'll do it already in the future with our AW stuff. I'm, I'm going to do it now. But AW get their hands on a guy like that, and they just let him do what he wants. Mm-hmm. 
and they've got a main event on their hands. Without a doubt. Without they, a doubt. They could make it. And the thing is as well, they don't need to make him a fucking face. They could make him a heel. Exactly. And he'd get over just as much. There's a world that we get Keith Lee versus Kenny Omega and it'll oh. be match of the year. Oh. There's a world where we get Keith Lee versus Miro and it'll be the match of this fucking Keith year. Keith Lee versus Miro, good grief. There's a world where we get Keith Lee versus Hangman Adam fucking Page and it's probably going to be an absolute match of the year. Can we get Keith Lee versus Daniel Bryan. We get Keith like, Lee versus CM Punk. Th- this is the thing. Like, Keith Lee comes up better out of all this. Yeah. Every like, time. Every time. I Before Keith Lee got signed, I was like, there was a part of me that was like, I, I hope he doesn't sign for WWE because they'll fuck him up. Mm-hmm. And that was before they started really fucking up people. Yeah. Uh, when you that, still had that, that glimmer of hope that you thought he might be all right. Yeah, like, I, 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 I think when they signed him, at that point, it was only Nakamura that he'd really fucked up. I was like, I don't want them to do what they did to Nakamura. Well, I don't know. You could argue they fucked up Zayn, KO. Not Zayn or KO, I don't think. KO won the Universal title. He, he, he started off well. He did, but it was kind of a nothing run. Had he had the that pro- match the- at Jericho at Mania that they were meant to have? Yeah, the, the problem with KO was that he was very stop-start. Yeah, yeah. Um, Zane, Zane should have been a world champion, in my opinion. Mm. He's, he is that good. He is in the argument for the best in the world. Um, or at least but, a lengthy, lengthy reign as IC champion. Yeah, we, we, we've Workhorse. dwelled a lot on, um, on Keith Lee and... Let's face it, don't don't you forget about Keith because I won't. But nope, absolutely not. Um some of these others, I mean Harry Smith, he was wow, signed. He's had like, one one dark match. Yeah, the dark match. That um, was it. And also and uh, I, I know um general good person Shazza McKenzie mentioned this, but they they released couples together, like me, Yim and Keith Lee. Mm. Um, do you know, I, I I was at a live event tonight, WWE live event tonight. John Morrison came out, and one of the things for me was just like, he's over here working. They've just sacked his wife. They're a couple. Uh, is I, John I put, Morrison next? I put that on Discord, didn't I? Like, yeah. How is he meant to like do his thing when they've just sacked his wife? Mm-hmm. Um, Ember Moon. Scarlet. Ember Moon's Ember a Moon. huge disappointment, man. Like. She's the one, though. Like, I mean, uh, you you say disappointment for me. A lot of these, and I know this is this is an almost callous way of looking at it. But in this day and age, the way WWE are, it, you've got to, haven't you? Yeah. You, yeah. I just think, well, look at all the matches they're gonna have. Mm-hmm. Ember Moon is absolutely when they're doing the open challenge for the TBS Championship. She's, she's turning gonna, up. She's turning she's up. gonna be like. One of the first hair release scores is the first of February. Yeah, they crown the champion on the fifth of January. She she could feasibly show up, win it on a debut. Yeah, as Athena, and mm-hmm. that would be excellent. And um, uh, Zyder Ramirez, wasn't it? Yeah, Zyder yeah. Ramirez, aka uh, I think she called Aqua. Um, mm-hmm. she was immensely talented, amazing shooting star press, trade back. 
Lesnar, Blake Christian. Trey uh, Bax has already Josh. been, he's already taken bookings under his old name for GCW. I've seen a couple of days. Yeah, I was going to say, he'll be going up in GCW, no, no doubt. Frankie Monet. Do you think Frankie, Frankie Monet goes Monet. back to Impact? She's already took some bookings under it, uh, AAA. Okay, okay. The cool. second she got released, she just went tired of Valkyrie. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Eva uh, Marie will you were show saying Grand Metal League and Lindsay Dorado. I'd love to see them turn up in AAA. I think they will. I, I'd love to see them have a feud with the Luja Bros in AAA. Mm. All day. Because Gra- Give me Grand that Metal League and um, Ray Phoenix. Oh, oh boy. Oh, boy. Um, B-Fab's an interesting interesting one because she was a rapper before she got signed yeah i imagine she'll probably just go back to music just go back to that which is fine if she goes back to entrance music for say an impact or an aw though oh yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. um jeet rama when he was signed he was compared to kurt angle really he was like india's wrestler yeah um only morgan I love Ernie Lorkin, man. I'm, oh, I'm God, disappointed Super to see Dragon him, is shit himself right now. He's gone back to his old name, isn't it? What is it? Uh, uh, Biff, Biff Busek. Biff Busek. Yeah. Um, Super Dragon shit in a brick right Super now. Dragon is fucking terrified. <laughs> That's the first match we're getting. Biff versus Super Dragon. Do it, coward. Do it, cowards. Um, uh, who else we got? Eve Marie. Uh, I don't I don't see much from you. Mia Yim will be fine. She's Mia Yim will be fine. Um, um, Nia Jessica Jax? Mayer oh, is very good. Mayer. Nia Jax will touch on in a bit because there is some news about her later on. Okay. Um, I'll say Trey Baxter will be fine. Uh, Harry Smith, uh, a little part of me wants him to show up in AEW so he get Killer Elite Squad. Yeah. That's all I want. I, That's all I want. I, 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 I miss Lance Archer doing a Killer Bomb. Hmm. Got a killer bomb for the boys. <laughs> what we need. Spitting water on people. We can't do that because it's a pandemic. Um, and the big one, which I have sort of deliberately left to last, is uh, Crossing Scars. Mm. I think MLW. Really? Okay. MLW have got Azteca Underground. Ah, right, 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 right. Cross was the white rabbit in the white rabbit tribe. Mm-hmm. If they would, and when he did it, it was probably his best character work, and it was like kind of the groundwork for Killer Cross. Okay, they did that. It would be very nice. Um, Basically, Scarlet as well. Yeah, for those who don't know, he he was basically like the leader of the White Rabbit tribe. He 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 was just doing carrying Cross's gimmick, but he'd um, he put like a white glove on. And do a mandible claw, and then when he pulled out the mouth, it was covered in blood. It was nice. fucking awesome. Um, also, when he was killer cross, which is what I assume he'll be back as, um, in Impact, he did a whole like story arc where he was like the Zodiac killer, leaving like markings on like people who oh, been nice. and then he framed Petey Williams for it. And as Petey Williams is getting dragged away by the police officer. He's the police officer. He goes, you should probably call the police and chokes him out. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, wow. It was, it, was, it was one of the best reveals I've ever seen. That's, that's some storytelling there, man. Yeah. It that's was awesome. It was incredible. Um, either way, 
as shitty as it is that all these people have been released, they're all they're all they'll all be fine. Yeah. Um so I suppose I should get into the next bit, shouldn't I? Um just just before you do, I've got a list here of okay. WWE's 2021 releases, and I'll go through them very quickly, but the list oh, is it's staggering. You could you could build a company around who they've released this year. I mean, Big Tasty's thick championship wrestling in the fancies, <laughs> which you can find over at Anchor or wherever podcasts are available. Is Anchor, literally Spotify, Apple Pod, Google Pod, all of them. There's only two guys who are on the roster, I believe. What, in, in Big Tasty's thick championship wrestling? In thick wrestling. championship wrestling, yeah. Thick spelt with three Cs. Three Cs. Three Cs, no case. D-C-C-C-C-W. <laughs> Just to quickly go through those 2021 releases from WWE. Bobby Fish, Mercedes Martinez, Leon Ruff, Tyler Rust, Bronson Reed, Jake Atlas, Ari Sterling, Kona Reeves, Zakaria Smith, Asher Hale, Giant Sanjir, Stephen Smith, Desmond Troy, Bray Wyatt, Chase Parker, Matt Martel, Killian Dane, Maria Shafir, Arturo Ruas, Kurt Stallion, Sunil Singh, Samir Singh, Lars Sullivan, Steve Cutler, Andrade, Billy Kay, Peyton Royce, Samoa Joe, although he was re-signed, Kalisto, Chelsea Green, Mickey James, Tucker, friend of the podcast, Bo Dallas, Mojo Raleigh, Wesley Blake, uh, sorry, Wesley Blake, Jessamyn Duke, Kavita Devi, Vanessa Bourne, Skylar Story, Ezra Judge, Alexander Wolf, Velveteen Dream, Braun Strowman, Lana, Buddy Murphy, Alistair Black, Ruby Riot, August Gray, Aria Davari, Tony Nice, Tyler Breeze, Fandango, Santana Garrett, and known rat, Tino Sabatelli. You, you forgot to say friend of the podcast, Alistair Black, bro. I'll I did say Alistair Black. No, I'm a friend of the podcast, Alistair Black. Oh, sorry, friend, friend of the podcast, Alistair Black. Because we're all, we're all part of the House of Black. The House of Black. We are honorary members of the House of Black. They were released Not honorary. Year. We are members. We are, all right. <laughs> and that's aside from the, what, dozen or so that they released Did, did you mention Jackson Riker there? No. Okay. It's staggering. Um, it's staggering. It is, um, especially like the level of talent with a lot of them. Um, I, I read an article on Bleacher Report a couple of days ago where they said five NXT champions from 2017 have been released. Fucking hell. Which was Andrew Daddy, Malachi Black. Um, Adam Cole. Keith Lee. Cole. Carrying Cross. E Cross. Jeez. Six if you include Joe. Um yeah. It's just bad. I, I, I know as well. Um I, I didn't put this in the news, but uh, I I did put a little note on for myself to remember. Um Melter mentioned that there as going forward, they're gonna have six sixty days and six month provisionary contracts to base on whether people are improving to the point they want them to. Um, my advice to that would be sign actual wrestlers. Yeah. 
Well, that, of people, that, instead of people, instead of people that look I know good, that's wild. I know that's wild, but it's it's a mad concept. How about uh, signing some actual wrestlers? I know Nick Khan said we don't want indie wrestlers per se, um, but if you want people to become stars in six months, unless you've got like a ten thousand brawn breakers. Yeah. who has managed to just fucking figure it out because of who his uncle and his daddy are. Yeah. It's your uncle and your daddy. Um, <laughs> your big booty daddy. Come on. come on now. Come on. Yeah. Mad, mad. Brom Breaker is, has a lineage. He, he, of course he's going to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. His uncle's the big bad booty daddy for fuck's sake. His dad is the dog face gremlin. He, he's he's a Steiner. He's a fucking Steiner, not a breaker. A Steiner. Stop trying to pretend. That, stop trying to pretend that he's not a Steiner. Following on from that list of releases, however, uh, New York Post quickly revealed that some of those were due in part to their vaccination status. Fightful Select confirmed with WWE sources that at least five of those released uh, five of those released talents were openly unvaccinated, including some very surprising names. They added that it was stressful. To, it was stressed to us uh, that this wasn't the exclusive reason and wasn't the reason across uh, the board for firings. It should be noted, releasing talent for not being vaccinated is not completely legal and would have been restricted. Uh, sorry, and yeah, and, and would have been restricted uh, in many of the venues that the performers could compete in and also their travel abilities. Rumours of releases have been running rampant for weeks within the industry, with many expecting cuts last Friday that never happened. These were also several office cuts this week that were said to be completely unrelated to vaccination statuses, but there had been some wrestlers um, there had actually been some wrestlers uh, in other companies that heard rumblings that vaccination-related talent cuts were on the way within WWE. Um, that I, I don't know, man. That's I think that it's one of them. It's one of them, isn't it? Like whatever we say here is going to be. Oh, why are you saying that? Why is that? Um, for me. I'm double vaxxed. I think it's the sensible thing to do. That's my opinion. Um, it's, each, it's each to their own, but I don't know. Ultimately, if you're a big sweaty guy or gal, or little sweaty guy or gal, that's I, I, chucking yourself about in front of a live crowd, yeah. just be safe. Like... Take the if right Ro- precaution, like I don't know. Man. If Roman can wear a mask when he's brawling through the crowd, yeah, some of these guys and gals can kind of go, okay. Take note know. from the big dog. Yeah, um, I I don't want to name names. I, I'm I'm think I'm up. I think I know three of them. I'm pretty sure I know three of them, but. There's still people within WWE who've got that attitude. Um, it's one of them, isn't it? I, I I personally think get vaccinated. It's the safest thing to do. If you if you don't, well, stay away from me, I guess. But <laughs> yeah, 
it's you you can't say right or wrong really like whilst the majority would say well i would have hoped the majority would say sure yep get vaccinated there is a minority there is a group of people that disagree with it for whatever reasons personal reasons this that and the other that's yeah. fine like you know everyone's entitled to that their, their opinions and, and the decisions that they make but and ultimately just think of the the great just be safe, just just be safe. Say, yeah i don't know we, we won't um, dwell too much into that no we will go into something else though now which kind of touches on this of course of um course. Speaking of anti-vaxxers, Nia Jax commented <laughs> on a release saying, um, and "This, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to make any more jokes about this because this is really upsetting. This is really disappointing." Um, she said, "I usually keep my personal life private, but yesterday's reports leave me with no option but to clarify matters. I recently took a short leave of absence from WWE for a mental health break." I've been working through so much more than I can share. And so I took some time with the full support of the company to take care of myself. Earlier this week, after WWE sent me my schedule to return to the ring for the November 25th, November 15th show, I asked for an extension to my mental health break. Feeling that I needed more time, and hoping I would have the ongoing support of the company I have given all of the past seven years to. I did not receive a response. The next I heard I was being released, my vaccination status was never mentioned. I wasn't given any choices or options. It breaks my heart to be so abruptly let go without consultation when dealing with so much pr- privately. I love my career at WWE. I love the men and women I work with. I'm going to need time to process this huge loss. I appreciate those people who have shown understanding and compassion during an incredibly difficult time. Um, Oh, God. There's a lot to break down here. First of all, Mm. mental health. um, It absolutely should be taken seriously. Of course. 100%. Um, All the time. Yeah, as um, as as someone myself who has took time off work with mental health and had a similar thing happen, a hundred percent, I I am on my side with this. This this, this is utter shit. Mm. Um, vaccination and the fact she brought that up. Oof. I mean. If she's an I, I I mean she 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 said shit, shit on Instagram that she's an anti-vaxxer, that's her prerogative. Um, but and if that's why they've released a fair enough. But the fact that she was actually taking time away from the ring for mental health issues is yeah, it's fucking ghoulish that they'd released her. If they've released her on the basis of it being well, and we don't know whether no, no, but the fact that they released her while she's been on leave from that that shit that's is is, entirely shit. Yeah, Yeah. it's it's absolutely ghoulish. Um, and it's 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 like AEW releasing fucking John Moxley while he's taking time out, and obviously we'll, we'll get onto that later, but it's it's like yeah, them like someone it, taking it, it time is, out to is. deal with some personal demons and personal issues and they're going actually yeah do you know what you're off like fuck yeah and 
thankfully fuck me thankfully AEW like did the classy thing and went no you take you take the time yeah. the fact that like oh, this is for, I'll, I'll be honest for me um, as someone who's like gone through this kind of issue with work that was my like no I'm done that that was it. I'm 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 done. Um, I'll still I'll still cover NXT UK. I'll still cover NXT, but the the majority of WWE stuff I don't want anything to do with after that. That genuinely was like no fuck them. Yeah, for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I. It does uh, make it increasingly difficult to kind of want to cover. There's stuff but, when you hear there's been a these... there's been a lot of questionable stuff for me. Um, mm-hmm. This one kind of hit home a bit more for me. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, no, fuck him, fuck him. Uh, I I can't I, I I can't tolerate that. I'll I, I'll cover as I say. I'll I'll cover what we cover. <laughs> um, but I'm not, I'm not going to go on my way to watch a WWE product because fuck Vince McMahon, fuck Kevin Dunn, fuck John Lauren Jesus, um, fuck those guys, they're, they're monsters. If, if, she, if she's asked for time off to deal with that, no, no, no. no yeah. that, that's not right. It's not yeah. right at all. Um, moving on, according to uh, Five Star Dave, of the Wrestling Observer. AJ Styles has missed the last two weeks of Raw with a non-injury medical issue. Um, hopefully he's okay. Hopefully he's a non-injury. Like it, non, non-injury the, time, the time that we're living in, when they say non-injury, COVID. assume COVID. I can't think of what else that could be. It's not like there's been other things that have come out before, like, are we sitting with this? He had it around me, though, didn't he? Yeah, which is why after they won the Raw Tag Team Championships, him and Amas took time off. Like, they, they weren't on TV for a good three, four weeks after Mania. How, how many months is it after you've had COVID that you can have it again? I don't is know. Is it three or six? I've not had it. I don't know. No idea. No idea. Hopefully, hopefully whatever it is... Um, it's sorted yeah, well, so it gets better because yeah <laughs> just need AJ Styles on TV all the time because he's pun intended phenomenal we'll see hopefully fingers crossed back soon uh, moving on a uh, chunky bit of news here so Fightful Select provided an update uh, slash overview uh, sorry overview of Bray Wyatt's WWE release After multiple reports in regards to Bray Wyatt and his WWE departure had been disputed, Fightful asked for more on the situation and what could have led to the top star's release. The creative team had been told this past summer that Bray Wyatt had been cleared and that he'd be returning to the company prior to his release. Uh, He was seen at a few post-WrestleMania episodes of Raw and were told that he and Randy Orton, among others involved uh, with the WrestleMania match, were not happy with the creative direction or outcome of that match, which changed two days before the show. At one point, Fightful was told there was never a true creative endgame for that story. That went on for six months. Initially, after that match, Orton was supposed to take time off, 
but it was Wyatt who ended up taking time away whilst Orton remained and began a team with Riddle. In addition, uh, Fightful had heard that some of the WWE superstars that had actually approached Orton and Wyatt, uh, saying they felt bad that the WrestleMania match uh, was getting changed. There were numerous people backstage who said that Wyatt was outspoken when he thought creative was bad. And by the end, some felt Vince McMahon just didn't like him due to that. Creative was also told about some major frustration around the burnt fiend angle, which happened at, which pay-per-view was that at? So the one where uh, Orton burned him in the middle of the ring just before Christmas, was it? Not, uh, no way out. Elimination no, Chamber. Not No Way Out. Don't do that anymore. Elimination Chamber. No, it wasn't Elimination Chamber. Did they do Elimination Chamber late that year? Fastly? No, 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 it wasn't Elimination Chamber. What was it? I can't remember what pay-per-view that was. It was, it was late on in the year. Oh, I thought it was later on in the year. I could no, be no, TL- TLC was December. It was like fast lane or elimination chamber. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, uh, creative was told about some major frustration around the burnt fiend angle, specifically the size, weight and movement of the suit. Um, though Wyatt hasn't confirmed this himself, the creative team was told that he believed it was too heavy, was going to look bad and would be difficult to move inside. So it was scrapped. Talent was told that Wyatt's release was a, I quote, budget cut though we don't know if that was specifically cited to Wyatt himself. This created a gigantic amount of frustration with the roster, staff and employees alike, with nearly 20 reaching out to fight for directly after release, saying there had been more to it than that, considering that he's known a known moneymaker. A consensus was that almost nobody in the company truly believed that this was a budget cut, citing Wyatt's popularity and merchandise sales, among reasons. Wyatt was well known within the company to move merchandise when he was an active performer and several other longtime stars said that they didn't like their, so they didn't feel like their jobs were safe any longer, despite their positions on the card or prior pushes. Damn. Um, how, how do you release a guy like Bray Wyatt? It's absurd. I, I was speaking to someone earlier, just off the um, back of the show that I went to and, it's it's mental. Someone with that creative mindset, like I'm, I'm, I mean, let, let's let's call a spade a spade. He was literally this generation's probably Undertaker or yeah or Roberts. Absolutely, absolutely. I am one hundred percent. He did interestingly post a little tweet out after all the releases. He did. He did indeed. He said. What do we do now? We wait for the right place. We wait for the right time. Then we turn Rome to ashes, groveling in the muck of avarice with a snake. I believe in you too. Interestingly about that is that that is a quote from Julius Caesar. Mm-hmm. When Jake Roberts, who is a man who was very heavily interested in them, um, debuted in AEW. He he made the Groven the Muck of Avarice quote, I believe. He also made a lot of Julius Caesar quotes, as did Malachi Black on AEW. Yeah, boy. I have a little funny feeling that this could be the start of things. If we get a tag team of Malachi Black and Bray, Wyndham. Wyndham. 
we get the cult of Wyndham and the House of Black. The House Bind. The House, the of, house Wyndham. of Wyndham. The oh. House of Black. Oh. I, I still want Malachi Black versus Blackheart Leah Rush. That's what I really want. But... Blackheart Leah Rush and Malachi Black. Yes, please. Just just give, me, fact, uh, just give me Wyndham anywhere. And I mean, when I say anywhere, I don't necessarily mean in a wrestling ring. If you gave me Wyndham directing well, a film next year, producing, yeah, um, creating, whatever it is, writing a film, because that guy's got a mind and a half. According to GCW's Brett Lauderdale, he's not going to go to the Indies because he, he has bigger shit going on, which means Hollywood. Um, also, he did post that tease the picture with Jason Baker, he did. and they were a lot in Hollywood. Uh, we, we did have the Warner Brothers logo, which everyone was like, oh, they um, I don't, I don't know if it is, but I, I, I think whatever he does next, I am already in. Whatever he does next is going to be huge. He's Whether that's very, in wrestling or not, whatever he does is going to be yeah. massive. Yeah, and WWE are going to absolutely kick themselves when they see what he does next, wherever that may be. Yeah. 100%. What we got next, mate? So... Um, where are we? Appearing on the Pat McAfee show, Mago Cole revealed that he is technically deaf. He said, I'm actually 65% hearing loss. They make these special in earpieces that go underneath my headset on air so I can actually hear, he said. Bloody hell. That's wild. Like, I suppose that's what you get when you have Vince McMahon screaming in your ear for 20 plus years. Yeah. <laughs> also, also being a war zone with all the all the fucking mortar blast and shit. Either way, like Michael Cole, I over the pandemic, I really grew in respect for him. Um, Michael Cole gets like a tough ride. UK tournament. You, Michael listen, Cole. Yeah, listen to Michael Cole on the NXT UK fucking I, championship tournament. I'll go this far. It's possibly the best commentator run I've ever had. It was outstanding. On that tournament, on that tournament, where he's not got Vince in his ear, mm-hmm. where he's allowed to actually be a commentator. Yeah. Um, that first SmackDown where it was him and Triple H and he had Triple H dicking with him. So and good. He, and he was so still good. excellent. He was yeah. still excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, that, Smack, that pandemic episode of SmackDown where they were in a performance centre and there was no one there, and it was just him and Triple H sticking about. It's absolute gold. And the fact that he kept his cool the whole time, like, yeah. he was a fan. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's a very good commentator. He Obviously, he's covered wars, he's covered all the events. See, I uh, didn't realise how much he'd done before yeah, WWE. because he said, like, part of it is this, part of it's probably that. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I mean, he's, he's been part of our, like, literal last, like, 20 years. Yeah. Even not even, a, like, not as a commentator. Like, start, like, as a lot of them do. Like a well, kind of 25 before a commentator, but 20 yeah. is, like, a commentator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he, uh, he'll, he'll be in the Hall of Fame one day. He, he is excellent. Mm-hmm. This 
this this adds kind of like another wrinkle to it where you go, well, you're yeah. backward and you're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> doing it with like half the fucking capacity. Yeah. Um it's sad if, to hear, man. Really, uh, yeah, really sad to it, hear. It, if, if anybody wants to hear actual Michael Cole doing his job amazingly, as I say, as you said before, Troy, um, as well, the UK, the NXT UK Championship tournaments, he is phenomenal. And he, also, if you want to just watch some good British wrestling, watch the NXT UK tournament. Well, this is before they even NXT announced NXT UK. This is just the like the UK tournament. Also, just, just watch, watch NXT, NXT UK. UK. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, my, Michael Cole. Like uh, I, I remember watching him. Um, I remember watching the episode where King had the heart attack live. Mm. I, I, I was literally. It was one of the episodes I stayed up for. I was like, and the fact that he managed to keep, like, just kept it rolling. He kept did. his cool and just he did. You could tell him professional. What, you could tell he was going through like a living hell. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he kept it going. Mm. Um, he he should be in the Hall of Fame alone for that. Absolutely. He he, yeah. he shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. He should be getting a fucking Nobel Prize for that. That mm. that was I, I couldn't do that. No. If if Troy had the heart attack right now, and I had to fucking keep talking. I wouldn't know what to do. I mean, you wouldn't I, be able to because I'm in control of the recording, but... <laughs> no, but, like, I wouldn't know. I know, mate. I know. Um, the fact that Michael Cole was sat next to his broadcast partner yeah. and was like, "Yeah, oh, yeah, uh, this match is happening right now. And, and <laughs> so like, my colleagues freak, having a, an yeah. actual heart attack right freaking next out, to me. Freaking out that his best friend, his colleague, was... At his feet in cardiac arrest. Yeah. Fucking hell. Like, yeah. WWE is a ghoulish place. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it so much. Well, let's let's talk about something that isn't, is WWE, but isn't quite WWE. It's NXT 2.0. So PW Insider has revealed that Kyle O'Reilly's WWE contract is expiring in December. Interestingly, off the we back of this... Are- Absolutely getting undisputed era versus the elite in AEW. I feel aren't we? like we are. I feel like we are. Interestingly, are you a bit, I I, are you I, heard, a bit excited? I am a little bit excited. Just 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 a wee bit. <laughs> Interestingly, there was something that came out earlier just before we started recording that Kyle O'Reilly and Johnny Gargano um, were backstage at SmackDown and oh, recording for a dark match. Yeah. Also, and we, we haven't got it in the news, but there's also talk that um, Johnny Gargano's contract is up fairly soon too. We, we, we covered this weeks ago. We, um, did. we did. Gargano's contract is up in December. Mm. There's, you- there's quite a few NXT contracts that were signed around the same time. Yeah. That are up the same time. It's interesting because Champers... And Bob Fisher would have been as well. Obviously, Bob Fish got released. Champ is still there. Maybe he's on you. Well, mm. do you see Carlo Raleigh staying on or no? Joining his 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 what? undisputed brethren. I, I again, I don't, I don't want to be like, oh, why would you stay? Why would you stay? 
after everything that's happened in the last 24 hours. Well, your fucking hours. friends have just got fired. Well, your mates have just binned off. Apart from Roddy Strong. Roddy Strong is heading up the diamond wine with Beavins. He, was he a original? Don't worry about that. Original? What, what was was right. right. Um, don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> nah, Roddy signed a five-year deal, not that long ago. Um, Saying that, signing a new deal clearly doesn't mean anything in WWE if, at the moment. If, if we get Red Dragon versus fucking Young Bucks again, we get Red Dragon versus, oh my God, Red Dragon versus FDR, Red Dragon versus the Lucha Brothers, Red Dragon versus anybody, the fucking Kings on the Throne of Black or whatever they're called. Yeah. Just, just give us Red Dragon vest, everyone. All of them. All of them. All. <laughs> and give them all the belts. Yeah. Every single one. <laughs> uh, I'd be down for that. Uh, yeah. move, moving on. Um, Post Wrestling has revealed that Zoe Stark is injured. Uh, they said, we are told that Zoe Stark is listed internally as injured although we are still waiting to confirm the severity of the injury and how she was scheduled to miss, how much time she was scheduled to miss. Multiple source confirmed the injury is legitimate. Um, that makes sense. It, if you watch NXT from this week, like it almost felt like that was her going to get written off for a little bit. Fightful actually uh, revealed as well that uh, um, she has undergone knee surgery. Oof. So, that's that's six months. Probably a length, lengthy one. Yeah, that's a shame. Yeah, get well soon, Zoe Stark. Probably also makes sense as to why her and EO dropped the title. So those saying that, even nah. if she hadn't had the injury, it felt like the right time for them to drop it because they weren't really doing anything with them anyway. And Toxic Attraction felt like they needed to win all of the belts at Halloween Havoc. So it made sense. All the belts. Yeah. <laughs> toxic Ricky Stark's attraction. Wow. <laughs> Get well soon, Zoe Stark. Um, yes. Moving on, MLW's Court Bauer revealed that he pitched an exploding ring cage match to Vince McMahon, and it eventually became the Punjabi Prison match. "Quote: I was at WWE when we did the infamous Punjabi Prison match, as you might remember." Bauer explained during a recent uh, recent episode of GameSpot's wrestling podcast, Wrestle Buddies. Quote again, now, full disclaimer, I had pitched Vince McMahon on that match, but it wasn't that match. It was, I'm not going to bury myself. Actually, I showed him a tape of an Atsushi Anita death match with the exploding ring. I said I wanted to do that in WWE, and he signed off on it. Members of the creative team have gone on record back, uh, backing the story. And then it goes to Kevin Dunn, who we didn't hear from for a while, Everything was uh, close to the vest. But hey, if Vince says it's going to happen, it's going to happen. We start seeing the mock-ups of what the exploding cage match was uh, would first look like. First of all, there was no explosions. There was about 10 days before the pay-per-view. And the second thing we learned was that it was bamboo. And it was almost like an Indiana Jones play set from Temple of Doom. And you're like, this is so perversely not what I talked about. Oh, my God. They're going to bury this creative team once again. Of course, we took the heat for that one, but it's interesting how you take risks. And sometimes in different systems, it's either turbo change, turbo charges the idea or mutates into a Punjabi prison match. Um, if the pr- exploding, like Anita's version or like 
even the fact that Anita was mentioned in a conversation and, and, with Anita's, WWE. Anita's exploding cage match was very different to what Anita's doing nowadays with like the missiles and shit. Baguettes uh, as well. And the baguettes. Um, so the, the exploding cage match was literally each side was rigged with explosives. Once you hit it, it was done. Hmm. Kind of like the Punjabi prison match where you've got four doors and every time you go for that door, it's not, it's not is it? Um, <laughs> this, this is a damning indictment of WWE, not, not the creative team, because Cole Bauer made sure to kind of elaborate on that, but hmm. the hierarchy just going, yeah. I am yeah. not in touch with what the- you fucked on. The usual suspects. Kevin Dunn's teeth going, oh, go, go. I watched Indiana Jones the other day. <laughs> John Laryngitis going, I, I like Indiana Jones. <laughs> Vince going, this is such good shit. Um, they're awful, aren't they? I not hate the that. Best. Not, not the best. <laughs> I, I, I genuinely like, I, I am at the point where if it wasn't for NXT UK, which is something I genuinely love and care about, mm. I, I would have fucking cancelled my network. I would have gone, fuck you guys. <laughs> and the more I'm reading through this news, the more I'm like, oh, God. Oh God. Should I just cancel it now? <laughs> I could get an NXT UK through illegal means. It's fine. Um, Don't do that. We're fully legal. Didn't on say podcast, that. I, I I didn't say that on the podcast or the radio. Full, full, full disclaimer. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's, um, let, let's go to our last little bit, which is about Sabu, um, ECW legend Sabu, announced his retirement today. He's fifty-seven years old, and he said, "I'm not doing real good. I hurt my back about a year ago. It's still been hurting." I rested a couple of weeks ago, and I shouldn't have. I've only rested like twice in the last year, and I only went to the gym a couple of times in the last year because I hurt my back. Probably not going to wrestle anymore. I'm probably just going to do autograph signs, personal appearance type stuff. I mean, that's not a surprise when you look the at f- his, his fact- repertoire of work. The fact that he got to 57 is fucking admirable. Fact he's got to fifty seven and still alive is admirable. The fact he got to fifty seven and wrestled something a few weeks yeah. ago, it's a miracle. Like, it, yeah, fucking at, hell. At ECW OG. If you pissed off New Jackie with him, fuck. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I am. Um, but yeah, um, it's a sh- it it is a shame. Um, well done, Sabu, for a lengthy career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, happy retirement. Yeah, happy retirement. Indeed. All right, time for some AEW news. Um, I'm still here. I am now joined by our resident AEW. What what would they call you? A knowledge smith or a something fish, like a that? Fish, a That's the word. Aficionado. <laughs> Big tasty Ben Jackson, how is it going, mate? Uh, not too bad, mate. Yeah, it's um, well, it's been a big old week in WWE, hasn't it? Thanks to um, the actions of the other day, but it's also been a fairly big week in, in AEW. So there's uh, there's quite a bit to chat about. 
Uh, I mean, I, I feel have... like AEW is about to have a really fucking big week. Based <laughs> I've, on... I've deposed Troy for the for the special yeah. purpose of bringing you all the the top AEW news. Yeah, b- based on it, based on a tweet by someone which we haven't put on the news, but Wyndham oh, teasing teasing that he's part of the House of Black on Twitter just casually. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Thanks. Um, yeah, but should should we uh, should we get underway with some AEW news, mate? What have you got first? Yeah, well, it's it's the, the very much the big one, isn't it? In, in terms of um, AEW stories this week, and it was um, broke on Monday. Uh, Tony Khan revealed on Twitter that John Moxley will be entering an inpatient alcohol treatment program and is taking some time away from the ring. So, to quote Tony Khan on Twitter, he said, "John Moxley has allowed me to share with you that he is entering an inpatient alcohol treatment program." John is a beloved member of the AEW family. We all stand with him and Renee and all of his family and friends as he shifts his focus to recovery. John is making a very brave choice to get help and we are embracing his choice and supporting him however we can. I am proud to call John a friend and like many of you, I'm also a fan of Mox and look forward to a time in the future when he is eventually ready to return to the ring. Until then, thank you for supporting John and respecting his privacy at this time. If you or a loved one need help, please reach out to the SAMHSA's National Helpline, that is the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration in the US. Uh, you can reach those in the US on 1-800-662-HELP. That is 1-800-662-HELP. And we would like to add uh, that UK listeners, if you are experiencing issues with substance dependency, you can call 0300 123 1110. Uh, that is weekdays 9 till 8 and weekends 11 till 4. If you can get some help there. Yeah. Um really, really brave thing he's done here. Um especially like given the fact that like his gimmick is kind of that he is well yeah, not, he's... not that he's not that he's an alcoholic, but like he's just like a crazy gas guy. I mean he's put he's put several programs while like drinking whiskey, hasn't he? But in the past. Um, that's mm. always been a big part of his character. He's always been like the sort of hip flask, swigging there's, sort of you know nomadic badass. There's quite that like famous picture around, going around of him where he's um, I think it was after his match in Japan where he's got a cigarette in one hand and he's got a bottle of Jack Daniels in the other. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, clearly, clear, I mean, the thing for me which was really kind of eye opening was that promo he cut a couple of weeks ago when he said all that matters is my wife and my child. That's the most important thing. Yeah. And it was almost like it was like it was kind of like a moment of clarity for him. Yeah, I mean obviously it's been a probably quite a stressful time uh, in his life because obviously he's has just had a, had his daughter. Uh, so he's got a new daughter. Um his books just come out so I imagine there was a lot of sort of sort of stress related to that. He's he was being positioned as we all expected to to become um, the number one contender for the AW Championship, and it don't, you don't know if all of this probably sort of, the top heel as well. Yeah, and all of this has sort of just come to a head, maybe. And you know, he's and, and again, massive respect to, to to John Moxie for doing this, and also massive respect for the Tony Khan because we're, we're, what we're two weeks away from the pay per view, and Tony Khan just said, yeah, "Yeah, just take your time. We'll rewrite everything." I mean, not not to kind of like make it an AWWE thing, but. I think if he if he was in WWE, it would have been a different story. I mean, this would be one of Vince's famous "Hello, ones, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, if if Punk can like literally have like an infection that nearly kills him, Vince would be like, "I owe you one." 
And it was it was quite poetic that um that Punk was the one to cut the promo this week on Dynamite. Yeah. About and it. that was a that was a really poignant uh, promo that Punk did cut as well. Really worth checking out. It was it was cool because he he, he talks about like how he had to be brave enough to kind of go, no, enough's enough. I need to change something. And even Punk said that and, there were times in his career where he wished he'd asked for help and he'd stopped what he was doing and he'd, you know, he'd got himself out of situations and that John's mm-hmm. gone and done that, which is, uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, um, and yeah, like I, I, I said before, big, big, big respect to Tony Khan and, and the AW management because this has really, I mean, Tony Khan said in an interview this week that this is the second most stressful week he's had as in AW, mm. the first being the week Brody really passed. Um, in terms of like the disruption it's had to to the product and, and sort of having to sort of you know work frantically to, to come up with solutions. Yeah, the, the thing with the thing is though as well, it's not even just the about the product, is it like that with Tony? And again, it's not to make it like Tony versus Vince, but you can tell that Tony is like genuinely really good friends with these guys. Yeah. Like they, these guys are family to him. They they mean the world to him. Like it it was a really nice like heartfelt tweet that he put out. Um, he he cut that promo and then Brian Danielson cut the other one. Um, that's been floating around YouTube. Oh, is that the, the one after the show? Yeah, after the show about like the importance of Mox taking the time off to make sure that he's okay. Yeah, and you can you can tell when Tony's talking about it like. He's stressed out because his show was like having to be rewritten on the fly, but he's also stressed out because his friends in a really bad way. Yeah, and you can and, tell that there's a, there's a real like you get a real sense that um, he just does want him to get better and he wants him to do well because yeah. as you said, he, he cares about everyone who he employs, and it's it's really refreshing for, for that to be the case in the wrestling industry. If we're being honest, yes, yes, it is, um, especially given what we were speaking about before. But the outpouring of um, the outpouring of support on social media from from wrestlers and people in the industry from, from almost across the board has been incredible. Like you can see, yeah, you can you can really see how I mean because Mox is he's a very insular sort of guy when he when he speaks about he doesn't speak about other people an awful lot, and you don't really get a sense that he's that close to many people. But when you see something like this happen, you understand just how much of an impact he's had on other people throughout his career. Mm. He's very widely respected, though, isn't he? Yeah. Like there, that is like the kind of like thing that I've I've garnered from this is that like everybody respects the shit out of Moxley, and so they should. He's an excellent wrestler. He's 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 one of like probably the top guys in the industry at the moment. Yeah, and about uh, by all accounts, an incredibly kind person as well. Yeah, like David Bixon spam put that thing up on his Twitter about how Moxley would like make anonymous donations to certain like charities and every now and again he'd accident he'd accidentally like forget to put an anonymous and then you'd see like him scrabbling to like change it so it is anonymous because he didn't want people to think he was just doing it for like brownie points which is really cool um yeah, yeah um speedy recovery to mox this is well, speedy recovery, but yeah, I hope he you know hope he does get himself where he wants to get himself before he comes back. I, hope he does, I mean, I'm, I'm sure he won't be under yeah. any pressure to come back because Tony's not like that. Um, and I'm sure he will, you know, he's he's a he's got all the support around him. I'm sure he'll get himself to the place he wants to get himself to before he gets that, back in the ring. Yeah, and obviously I don't want to speculate when it is, but 
that that pop when he does return. I mean, it's it's, it's, his heel turns buggered now, isn't it? Because he's no way he's coming back as a heel. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's not coming back as a heel. But the the pop is probably going to rival Punk's. Yeah. I'd say. Well, it's going to rival when he he debuted. Hmm? When he came in at the end of uh, Double or Nothing. Yeah, but that's because he's so beloved. Yeah. Um, And he is awesome. He's one of my favourites. Like you said, the number of Moxie signs this week on Dynamite and the Moxie chants that happened during Punk's promo. Yeah, it just goes to show. It, it honestly shows that the, the level of support there is for him, and like uh, the AW fan base will absolutely give him all the time he needs. Yeah, um, yeah, and uh, as I say, um, as long as he's good, that's all that matters. That's the most important thing. Um, mo- moving on, um, Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful.com reported that Moxie's repa- replacement in the tournament, Miro was not originally scheduled to appear on, appear on Dynamite that week. And as a result, only just made the show on time due to a, the last-minute nature of the booking. Um, yeah, so yeah. apparently uh, they they basically finalised the plans on Tuesday Yeah, um, for, for Miro to, to, to be his replacement. And well, it was apparently... It was well, three- Miro's... He got there like an hour before, didn't he? Yeah, it was very touch and go whether he was actually going to be there in time for the show. Uh, it did also, the story also noted that apparently it said that his um his creative, um his storyline's creative have been very sort of in flux the last few weeks. They've, they've sort of changed quite a bit. So whether, I mean, he was, it was looks like he was, he was going to be sort of out on the, on the breaks for a bit in sort of down on his luck. And that was his whole angle, wasn't it? Uh, and yet now he's come back well, they- and he's, he's gone straight into the final of this tournament. So. Well, when um, when like that picture of the um prospective uh card for full gear got leaked, originally it had Cody versus Mira. Yeah. Uh, if you so, want to know, if you want to know how last minute this all was, if you did watch Dynamite, it's one of the little one little detail you might have noticed was when Mira came out, the little tiny, uh, well, they say the tiny, the smaller screen that's like on ground level. On the tight, on like the sort of stage setup, yeah. it still had the TNT Championship belt on it for a couple of seconds. Then it very quickly changed to the full gear logo. <laughs> yeah, when he came out, so they hadn't even had time to edit that out of his video package because no, that's how much of a last minute thing this all was. I am, I'm, I'm intrigued to see Miro versus Brian. I think you pull the trigger on Miro now. You know, I think I think this is a this is just falling into your lap. I think Miro is the perfect first challenge of Hangman. Yeah, because it was like, going to be it was going uh, to be Moxley. Yeah, a heel Moxley. The thing was, they had the perfect situation. They either had a heel Moxley going after Hangman, and then Hangman overcomes that, or they have Brian Danielson, who is not who has beaten a heel Moxley. Yeah. Um, and not lost in AEW. But it, it just goes to show the strength of, of AW's roster. Like that this 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 replacement mattress they pulled out of nowhere with two weeks to book to go is absolutely salivating. Like Miro versus Danielson is gonna I, I can't call it. I don't know how it's gonna go. Yeah, I, I, I a part of me still feels Danielson wins it because I feel like Hangman would benefit more from beating being the first person to pin Hangman. Uh, to, sorry, to pin, to pin Danielson. Danielson. Yeah, I mean, you could, you, but uh, at the same time, if Miro, if you if you strap the rocket to Miro and have him be a legitimate, Miro's like, only lost once. If you have him be a legitimate psychopath who's coming to end Hangman's life, then that's also exciting stuff, isn't it? 
he's got Gardner's corner and her. And her. That's I, mean, I, I, I can see Lana debuting a full year. You reckon? Yeah, like he was teasing it, wasn't he? Anyway, like the, he, he, I, I think the original plan was going to be Miro and Lana versus um, Penelope. No, Cody and Brandy. Cody and Brandy. Yeah, or Brian and Bray. Could be silly, mate. <laughs> Get Hall of Famer Brie, Brie Bella, Bella down to a uh, full gear. Brie Bella, I'm not a fucking head, mate. Don't do that. <laughs> no one needs that. Um, yeah. So again, obviously, it, it sounds like it's it, it's weird, isn't it? Like every time, like something throws AEW curveball, they they seem to just like handle it and pull out a really good match. They they're very good at adapting, aren't they? Yeah. I think and I, again, I, I don't like to. Um, I don't. Like I, to, I don't like to do WWE versus no. AEW, but. But it seems like because they plan so much of what they do yeah. and they stick to it, when they have to change a bit of it, it's only a little bit that needs changing, and it makes it. I think it makes it easier for them to do that. But funnily enough, I've literally just been talking to um, for, for the listeners who don't know, Ben has a brewery. Tom, who designs your labels? Oh yeah, um, and he made this point, not me, saying, "Oh yeah, well, th- this is the thing. If you've got like, you've got a roster of people who are ready to kind of." You, that you're able to like slot one in in place of somebody else, your product's generally better. Yeah, which is true. I didn't, th- I didn't even think of that, but yeah, 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 made that very good point. Right, we'll move on to the next little story. Um, so QT Marshall or QT Marshall, if you uh, are so inclined, he announced. <laughs> he announced recently in an interview with Daily DDT that Anthony Agogo has returned to the USA and he will be well it said here he will return imminently but I think he sort of said like whenever there's whenever it's time like whenever I, th- I think he was kind of a bit in character there wasn't he as the sort of leader mm-hmm. of the factory he was being a bit obtuse, deliberately obtuse he needs to punch that fucking tattoo off Cody that's what he needs <laughs> just punch the neck tattoo right off Cody um, get his win back yeah, because he should have. We all thought he should have won. I know, but I think looking back with a um, bit of history on our side, I think it was the right call to have Cody win. Yeah, I feel like a go go didn't. It, well, it's weird, isn't it? I don't, maybe... I, I don't think Malachi would have felt as cool as it did if he hadn't have, it, if he'd just it, lost yeah. to a go go. It made Malachi's win feel stronger because he was toppling the dictator. And I think I think that's I think that's the point that people try and make about Cody is that he can he should only lose when it's really important because then it makes him feel like a bigger deal. Yeah, like Andrade, like, Andrade beat him this week, and it made Andrade look amazing. And it was on Andrew Daddy's birthday as well. Yeah, yeah. Fun fact. Um, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, Excited. I mean, I just want to, all I want to see is Magogo. I just want to see him wreck jobbers like forever. <laughs> Oh, give us a go-go versus Archer. Oh, yeah, that'd be alright. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. Just put murder punching each other. Just knock punch the piss out of Ricky Shane Page on dark. Yeah. Oh. Don't do that. Punch that new tattoo right over his chest. Not Ricky Shane. <laughs> like yeah. top top um, match daddy, Ricky Shane Page. <clears throat> Stupid sexy death match daddy. Um Moving on, uh, commentator Jim Ross is not anticipating missing any AEW shows while he undergoes 
treatment for skin cancer. Uh, speaking on his own, Grilling JR podcast. Um, uh, Ross contemplated the possibility of conducting his 22 radio therapy sessions over 22 consecutive days, a three-week period, stating that he doesn't plan on missing any work and that he'll undergo treatment in the Jackson, in Jacksonville at the world-class Mayo Clinic. What um, a absolute, what a hard bastard. Like, I, I couldn't do anything 22 days in a row, let alone have radiotherapy, and I'm and he's 69 years old. That's where uh, Brody was, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But what a, I mean, you say, you say you want our JR, he is tougher than a $2 steak. I mean, I hope he's all right. That's a lot of, I suppose it's not a long flight, is it? But in some cases, that's like a seven, eight hour round trip when you include factoring like the chemo and all that. Yeah, I don't know whether it implied that he was like staying in Jacksonville for that period. Like he might have relocated. Oh, I suppose he lives in Jacksonville. Um, he moved to Jacksonville as part of AW. Oh, there you go. Um, but I mean, in the next like three weeks, you've got full gear that's in Minneapolis. Yeah. Plus, AW are on the road again now, aren't they? So you've got um, the 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 uh, usual words, Jay. The dynamite after that's in Richmond, Virginia, I believe. Or yeah, well, it's in Virginia. Cause that's the it's in Virginia. That's the, that's the the presumed Hangman Coronation episode. Isn't Hangman's it? Coronation because he's on the posters. You've got Long Island. So that's that's a big one. They've sold a lot of tickets for that. It's all it's all on the same coast, so yeah. it's not like the longest. I think I think Minneapolis is like three and a half hour journey. Yeah, don't forget, Jr. can afford to fly in relative comfort. Oh yeah, of course, and I think Tony would probably pay for that himself. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm just shocked these having twenty two. I'm just I'm just shocked these having twenty two consecutive radio therapy sessions because I couldn't even go to the shop yeah. twenty two days in a row. I'd be dead. I'd be knackered. No, um, I mean, it'd be it'd be interesting. Maybe they'll do like remote uh, commentary. Obviously, uh, WWE do that with NXT UK, don't they? Um, yeah, where Nigel McGuinness is doing like the remote commentary from like a studio at the performance center. I mean, I, I honestly wouldn't put it past him to just be there. He's, he's one of them guys, and he just gets he, he, everything he's everything he sort of said about this is just he just tends to just get on with it because he's that kind of guy. Yeah, um, I mean, you look at like when he had um, this, like multiple bouts of Bell's balls, and he's back within weeks. Yeah, he is. He is a tough old bastard. Yeah, um, really is absolute workhorse, Jr. Um, but either way, um, hope he, hope he, as I say, hope he gets through this all good and yeah, gets oh, yeah. well soon. We obviously wish him all the best, and um, like I said, he, he seems absolutely hell bent on it having almost little to no impact on his daily routine whatsoever so fair play to him yeah uh, right next up then we're going for a bit of bit of news from Daddy Dave Mr. Davey Milter and uh, this is a particularly sweet one Dave he, five, bro. he has um, he has debunked ringside news story fancy that eh? <laughs> about uh, about the AEW impact relationship being over um, saying it's getting quote it's getting talked about like that but that's not quite accurate uh, Christian Cage dropping the title of Bound for Glory was the end of the story that started last December. That was the plan since the spring. The door is open to do more, but nothing is planned for the short term. Now, it was reported uh, back in the summer, wasn't it, that, that at that time, Impact and AW had planned out the entire storyline and they knew how it was going to end. Yeah. So that, that tracks with what we were told Which, back then. 
I call bullshit on because the fact that Christian won it in almost like a an, an almost haphazard way. I don't know. It, it seems like it could just be organically chaotic enough for it to have actually happened. Uh, and to, to back all this yeah. up, uh, Tony Khan also appeared on Wrestling Observer Live stating that the door is not closed and he does plan on doing something um, with the, the working relationship but he went with the detail. I mean, Tony, Tony's had a, ever since like the punk signing, he's had a sort of we're open for business sort of attitude, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean, Punk and Brian Danielson are both, and before the like, before the world started opening up a bit, Brody, uh, Miro, FTR have all said they want to work for New Japan. Yeah, and, they and had a, it. a lot of people have talked about you know the potential to go to other promotions, and that was a, a big selling point about coming to AW. I mean, the fact that the fact that like. Brian Danielson wanted to be part of the G1 and Vince McMahon himself was willing to let him do that and he still he, he still left shows like how much faith he had in that working relationship as opposed to <laughs> AEW and um, New Japan's yeah and it's always just nice I, to see it's always nice to see Dave slapping down something like Ringside News because you know so, you, can, you can say what you like about Dave Meltzer he's not perfect but Ringside I mean, News are just absolute choices Ringside, ringside News' article on this was hilarious because they were just like, we didn't uh, explicitly say it. It was like, literally, they put it as ending and put ending in, like, inverted commas. <laughs> caps or like, caps. You fucking did. Um, you look by the clip it, you die by the clip it. Yeah, don't trust Ringside News, the gobshites. Um, but yeah, th- this is... Um, this is interesting. I, I think I prefer it this way that we don't know whether the door is just a jar or whether it's wide open. Because look at uh, all in when May the Grand had shown up. Yeah. And we all lost our shit. Because we didn't actually. I mean, we knew he was in. Um... We knew he was in America, but we weren't 100% sure whether he was going to just pop up in AW. Okay. Having said that, Jay, knowing what we know. Would you take a Kenny victory at full gear? If I know where you're going, this. I know if, where you're going. so Kenny beats Hangman, he gets on the mic and he's like, "Right, that's it. He was the last one. I've beaten everyone. There's nobody left." Coin drops. I mean, Akada is in America on that day. <laughs> it's not beyond the realm of possibility that Akada opens the New Japan show, gets on a flight, gets to full gear. It was um, the guy from the Green Hornet. No, never there. <laughs> he um, comes out on impact. He, he just delivers one rainmaker, just just one, just, just one rainmaker, one rainmaker. Um, I they could do that with Hangman though. Yeah, they could actually. To be fair. Hangman Akada now would be more more compelling than any because we've seen like. Two out, two and a half hours of Kenny and Okada wrestling before already on me. So we we've seen like a good like twenty minutes of Hangman and Okada, but it was Hangman before he was Hangman fucking Page. Yeah, before, before he was like cowboy shit. Before cowboy shit happened, yeah. Before he was horses and whiskey. Um, that's a point. While we're talking about Hangman, real quick, do you think um, do you think the Moxley situation is going to impact on Hangman's character? I mean, 
he didn't come out with a glass of whiskey on uh, dynamite. No, but he was he was all business. I mean, because it's I I said I, 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 I said I said a while back that I was a little bit uncomfortable with how heavily they were leaning into because Hangman, for, for as far as I'm concerned, as far as I know, he doesn't have an alcohol problem. Mm. Like in real life, um, I mean, so my my thoughts, my thought process on this is, I I think the Hangman has kind of distanced himself from it because he's showing that he doesn't need it. And he was doing it almost in a way to kind of like hide behind it. And he's now overcoming. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like if he does win the title of Fulk, yeah, they can sort of drop. It, it, they can, they can, you can sort of internally explain the ways that, like, right, he's overcome his. He can have him do the stone called beer celebration. Yeah, but just don't have him like always having like a pint of whiskey when he's wandering around backstage. Yeah, but I, 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 he dropped that like when he joined the Dark Order anyway, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, it'd be, it'd be nice if I mean they could just like they don't need to talk about it. They can just be like, yeah, he doesn't need drink anymore. He's got friends and he's got self belief and he's got confidence and he's got the AW title. Yeah. I feel like, as I say, um, he didn't. He didn't even reference it this week. I feel like that's kind of. It's just going to slowly go the way the nightmare collector can just get brushed into the uh, the black hole of oblivion. Yeah, Brandy Road shaved off the uh, the beer, like Mel's hair. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it for the AW news, isn't it? Um, now we're going to talk about the rest of the wrestling world. Shall I take this one, or will you like to, mate? Hey, you go first. I went first last time. You go first this time. Okay. So, Game Changer Wrestling, GCW, announced that former NXT North American champion Leon Ruff, who's now going by his real name, Leon Ruffin, um, will make his GCW debut at GCW Evil Deeds on Friday, November the 12th. That's pretty good. Well, first of all, congratulations. You know, it's a nice fucking for him. If he ends up... I mean, GCW are, are doing great things at the moment, aren't they? So, it's good to see him... Sort of making a splash oh, there, it? Um, and it's really weird because it feels like I mean, I mean I don't watch a lot of NXT anymore, but it feels like he was in NXT for like a cup of coffee. Yeah, like yeah. He, all of a sudden he won the North American title, then he dropped it, and then he was gone. Yeah, when he was North American champion, he had like a few really good matches, and then swerved to the mid on him and and started hit row, and then. That was pretty yeah. um the the card for um this by the way it it's very women's wrestling heavy but it's very good oh good I mean so we've, got, good we've got Chelsea Green versus Ali Catch oh that'd be yeah good fucking bang um Rina Yamashita versus friend of the podcast Charlie Evans oh I mean Charlie um, Evans is amazing to be fair. Charlie Evans is one of our favorite wrestlers. Saw her get stabbed oh. in the head by Ricky Shane Page in Liverpool. We we did, and then she gave me a hug while she was covered in blood afterwards because she was an absolute sweetheart. Nice. Um, also, from from fact, um, she released a special edition Medusa Complex um, like t-shirt package thing on. It was like limited days, and I I was I tweeted out saying, "Oh my god, I hope that's available for payday." She DM'd me saying, "Oh no, it won't be. I'm really sorry." And I just, I said, "Oh yeah, well, I'll make sure I, I um, get some like, I get some merch off you because I want to support you." Um, made sure they were signed. Real, real class act. Aww. Real classy person. Love Charlie Evans. Um, 
we also have oh, Alex... sorry, sorry, speaking of Jody Evans real quick, it's, it's worth noting that Eddie Kingston has been petitioning AW to sign her for like six months. Yes. Um she is in the US at the moment until February, I believe. I mean if you I'd love to get at least one match on Dark or something, that'd be lovely. Oh, just have a show up on Dark. Just have a if she shows up on Dark, then they could do a fucking paperwork and just keep keep her there. It's just don't have also, also, while they're at it, sign a boyfriend, Everett Connors, because he's also fucking excellent. Yeah. He had a great match with Dan Housen at, um, at Wrestling Revolver. Did the cheeky tornado DDT off the apron for the boys. Oh, nice. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And he also wrestles in a, a turtleneck and what's not to admire about that. Um, we've also got Alex Shelley returning. If it's Alex Shelley versus Leon Ruff, that will be fucking mental. Um, Takeda returning as well. Yes. So pretty, pretty, pretty loaded card there for the old GCW Evil Deeds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, fair play. Um, kind of good to see Leon Ruff, you know, finding work life outside of WWE, which is yeah, yeah always nice. Uh, right, I could have sworn they'd announced the Mac card. They want to match for that card as well, but I can't see that. I mean, well, if Chelsea Green's there, then he's probably won't be far behind. He's, he's very red as well, Mac card, don't <laughs> Uh, right next up uh, according to Fightful they have learned that Juice Robinson's New Japan Pro Wrestling contract will expire at the end of January 2022 so that leaves him to, to date with just under three months left on his deal so you're not aware Juice Robinson signed a multi-year deal with New Japan in early 2019 and has also appeared for Ring of Honor and Impact Wrestling during that time he was uh, part of Finn Juice and they, they went over and did some tag team business didn't they um, despite the pandemic, he still worked almost three dozen dates overseas in Japan during the period, uh, in addition to help spearhead the New Japan Strong brand, which is their US-based um, dojo, which the company launched as well. So he's been busy, and he's a, he's a big player in Ring of Honor, so it's um, it's quite bizarre that he's, he's in this situation. This is almost like a this is almost like a real-life version of the CMP yeah. 2012 um, um, situation, isn't it? Yeah, Juice Robinson's a really, really underrated wrestler as well. Um, it, He's an NXT is, alumni as well. He was um, yeah. CJ Parker. Well, funny you should mention that because I was about to say his promo. Obviously, he wrestled Moxley in the debut match that Moxley had in New Japan. Yeah. Um, and his promo after that match where he was like, oh, yeah, Moxley. John Moxley, mate, there's no Dean Ambrose there. He made sure there was no CJ Parker and me after that match. He, <laughs> he like beat it out of me. Um, a really good promo. Kevin Owens all the time tweets about how good a promo that uh, CJ Parker is. He's fucking excellent. Um, very yeah. good rest. Uh, I, very don't good a, rest. I don't have a source for this, but I, I saw an article online that said he's apparently had multiple contract offers. Um, Fightful said that. Yeah. It was part of the same article. Um yeah, uh, what one thing that um, one thing that was really for me kind of impressive about him was that he left NXT and instead of like going to New Japan as a big deal, he went to New Japan. And he went through the Young Lions program. Yeah, he really, you get a feeling like he really broke himself down and rebuilt himself. Yeah, he really committed himself to it. Um, also, back to the GCW show, uh, Alex Shelley is wrestling Matt Cardona. Oh, there you go. No. Uh, there we go. That'll be that clears up two of the um, two of the loose ends from that. That that'll be that'll be a fun match. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see where Juice ends up. Um, it's yeah, it's mad. To, it's mad to think that he's obviously he's he's a huge player. He's one of the probably the top gaijin in in New Japan at this point. Like he's not not quite on that JY level, but he's very close. They never really put the rocket like strapped the rocket to him. They never got behind him. He, his biggest victory was against Cody. Yeah, where he won by the US title when Cody was obviously leaving to form AW. But he feels like he's he's made himself a big deal. Oh yeah, it, um, I mean Finn Juice are an awesome tag team. Um, Juice Robinson himself is very good. The the, the only thing for Juice Rob with Juice Robinson for me that kind of I don't know it, I don't know what it is, but he, he reinvents himself a lot, like is like changes his image up quite frequently, but like quite drastically. Mm. And for me. That's kind of like almost sometimes I'm like, eh. but it's what, gonna it's like, gonna be interesting to see in in January what happens whether he whether he stays whether he goes he goes <coughs> where he lands, um because it feels like New Japan's been on a bit of a not a downward turn but they've not quite been as hot the last sort of eighteen months as they have over the previous couple of years really have they? No, and he, he like he he went to Ring of Honor as well, and he um, had that lifeblood the lifeblood faction, um, and obviously the pandemic happened, kind of kiboshed all that. Yeah, um, he's I I can see him going to Impact myself. Well, if you're talking about going to Impact, do you tell us what somebody else is going to Impact? Well, we spoke about this briefly on um on our news podcast last week, but it was confirmed by the man himself this week. Um, Speedball Mike Bailey, one of Big Tasty's like, guys to watch, isn't he? You look, well, he's you I'll, call him more of a, I'll call him more of a long-term crush at this point. Yeah. He's, he's, in, he, he's one of the few like non-hosses that you really love, isn't he? Um, and, um, he's also, Jay, if you remember, he's, a, he's a, a former opponent of your cousin, Scott Open. He is. He is. Breaking kayfabe there, brother. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, speaking to Sports Illustrated, Bailey revealed that he had held talks with WWE before signing with Impact. According to, broke, yeah, well, according to Bailey himself, um, they 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 called their interest in him. Yeah, he said they broke down based on um, the whole like rebranding of NXT to NXT 2.0. Yeah. Um, uh, one, thing I, one thing I really like about yeah. Bailey is uh, apparently he signed his contract on Josh Alexander's back. And Indy Show, yeah. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure he got, oh, I want to stay with Kimberly to film it on a phone. Oh, nice. What, it, it was a really cool moment. Impact are doing that again, aren't they? They're just sort of quietly going about the business and building up a really good roster. Yeah, the, the, the thing with Impact is, like, they get so much shit and they obviously had like the working relationship with AEW and I was like, oh, all right, it's going to go shit again now like the AEW have kind of not distanced themselves, but you know, kind of stepped away a little Um, They've got like two of their top guys and Moose and Josh Alexander and they're now feuding over that belt. Um, Josh Alexander's first like singles match after losing the title was against Suzuki for fuck's sake. Yeah. Which I, I still need to watch because that'll be like all the murder, um, and they they're hiring like people like the inspiration, like Mike Bailey, 
like they they managed to like get uh, Trey Miguel away from NXT. Yeah, he what well, he chose it's, to come back to Impact, didn't he? Yeah, because he wanted like he he had unfinished business there, and he wanted to do right by the company. They they have got like so many really talented wrestlers on their roster. They've got a lot of like quite big names on the horizon, like uh, Adam Shea, aka Braun Strowman, is apparently any day now. Um, yeah, I mean, big cash is there. Yeah, Eric uh, Young's back there. Rhino's there. He's Slater's there. There's, there's talk that Jonah, aka Bronson Reed, is going to show up, and that would be a fucking huge diamond. That'd be a big get. And you look at the pe- the really talented guys and gals who got released last night at time of recording. Um, I mean, by, even, by like, a, even like on the, the time they, 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 they picked up the Onoparato, they picked up the Good, the good Brothers, yeah. they picked up Heath Slater. You Jordan know, Grace. There are more people, Jordan Grace, incredible. Uh, there are more people from this year's releases working in Impact than they're all working in AW. Yeah. <coughs> Agreed. Um, and it is the thing, like they they're gonna probably make some really clever signings from the releases that happened on Thursday. Yeah. And be just fine. Like you think the dream program now would presumably be bring cross back to going into Moose. Yeah, but well, I, I can see cross going to MLW. Oh right, okay. Um purely because they've got the Lucha Underground like mm-hmm. uh, Azteca Underground White Rabbit <laughs> do it do it yeah so I mean it's exciting times for well both for Mike Bailey because it's been it, we've been waiting a long time for him to to sort of make his way into a, a, a bigger US promotion haven't we and you know <laughs> maybe not the one we all thought I, but it's been exciting to see what, what he does I thought he was a shoe in for AEW yeah well, I, mean, I, picked, I picked him to be um, multiple times. Well, I picked him multiple times to come to Barrels. I had him down as uh, the Leon. You had them as the Joker. I had them as the Joker like three times, and it's never happened. Uh, where Leo Rush had it, and you had him for the. You had them where uh, Ethan Page was. Yeah, and I think I went uh, that was as well. To be fair, way back when. Yeah. Um. I'm just trying to make it happen. It's like it, it's my fact. It will. It will happen. It will happen eventually. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean the idea of a Leo Rush versus Speedball Bailey match is fucking mental, isn't it? And Dante Martin now. now Dante Martin we, versus Speedball Bailey. But now that we've got him, like, I mean, if he's I'll, not extra, if, if Bailey's not X Division champion within six months, something's gone terribly wrong there. I mean, Trey Miguel's X Division champion at the moment. They're, they're doing all right. Make him a six month run and let them. They, they can just. Let them just trade the belt a few times and in absolute bang. I, I wouldn't. Right. I wouldn't be against people the throne and um, trade. To be fair, um, right. moving on now from some good news to some pretty well. This is sort of bad adjacent news. Uh, so Fightful yeah. gave, gave an update on the Ring of Honor video library, which has been in the news a lot lately. Uh, and quote with Ring of Honor's status in flux, many have questioned whether or not some of the assets actually belong to Sinclair. Amid rumours that some of the tape library ownership was divided and that part of it belonged to Kerry Silkin. So when it was talked about, they talked specifically about like 2012 onwards, didn't they? Yeah, Silken owned it um, prior to 2012, didn't he? Yeah, and that's what I want because t- pre 2012's got the bloody um, Kevin Steen out Jericho feud. It's also got Danielson Kenta. 
Yeah, uh, Daniels and McGuinness. It's all pre-2012. Those are going to have Kenta Marafuji as well. Quite possibly. Um, oh. So anyway, so FIFO reached out to Silken himself. Um, we're told that Sinclair, Sinclair Broadcast Group owns the entire video library and it is not divided in any way. Um, they weren't given any details on if the library is actually for sale or if there are any have been any suitors for it at this point. Separately from Silken, Fifoot was told nothing was off the table in that sense. Uh, Sinclair Broadcast Group itself is going through plenty, reaching multi-year agreements with three pro sports teams, the Cleveland Cavaliers, the Red Wings, and the Detroit Tigers as their regional sports networks. The company's stock is apparently where it was roughly when the RX decision was announced the other week, but had dropped 15% in the last six months. Um, it also came to light recently that Sinclair Broadcasting Group itself currently has $12.5 billion worth of debt. Yeah. Uh, although apparently most of that, 8.1 billion, is due to their streaming service. Uh, I thought it was a million. It says billion in here. It, it probably is million. I can't see it being billion. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm on um, Wrestling News, and they have, they've, they've got it as billion. It's probably million. 12.5 million, of which 8.1 million is due to their streaming service, Diamond Sports Group LLC, that they've been working on launching. So obviously they sunk a lot of money into this long-term project. Yeah. And having to sort of cut back on a few of their more sort of low-key operations, one of them being Ring of Honor. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'd, I'd love, like, AEW, obviously, um, we covered it last week. Tony Schiavone said that they're going to have a streaming network by the end of uh, 2022. Well, if you consider that All In is owned by Ring of Honor. Is it? The, the, yeah, because it was a Ring of Honor show. No, it wasn't. It was. It was. It was. It was. It, the, the the broadcast rights are Ring of Honor. So apparently, also on those lines. Oh, the, really? the only way to get it is through a deal with Ring of Honor. So if because well, I remember when I ordered it through Fight, it was literally not listed as a Ring of Honor show. It was listed as if, all in. If Tony Khan's going to the supermarket to buy all in, he might as well throw everything else in the trolley as well. You know. I I think it would make sense if you if they want to launch uh, a streaming service and they, and they want a library. To sort of stand up a bit of WWE Network, especially with it, given the like wealth of talent they've got from Ring of Honor. Well, yeah, because you can be like, well, here's Brian Danielson this week wrestling. Do you want to see his matches from ten years ago when he was killing it all over the world? Remember Homicide who came in and fucking stopped them? You know, <laughs> yeah. Do you want to see his kid? matches? Do you want to see CM Punk's matches from 2004? You know, you know, there's so much value there for for an AW fan because the and the AW fans are typically more. I mean, I don't mean this in a superior or like a derogatory way. They're a bit more hardcore in terms of they're more into indie wrestling. And I think there's more, you get more people biting on it. It would be more valuable to an AW fan base than it would be to a WWE fan base. Nine times out of 10, when Ring of Honor put their like match of the week up, where they give out a free match off the Honor Club on YouTube, I'll watch it because it's usually an absolute fucking classic. Yeah. Like this week, they put. Um, Thunder Rosa and Holy Dead versus um, Britt Baker and Madison Rain just up there. You know, I was going to say, it normally features at least one person who's now in AW as well, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> Every now and again, they'll throw. They, I think after Danielson got announced for AW, they just threw up Danielson and Kenta for the for the lulls. For the lulls, yeah. Oh, no, it was, it was when Kenta showed up. Um, they just threw oh, yeah. up Danielson and Kenta for the lulls. It was like, all right. Cheeky, yeah. cheeky, cheeky. Trying. Every now and Here's Kenta trying to kill current WWE star, star <laughs> Daniel Bryan. Every now and then you says cheeky little Tyler Black for the boys. A little bit of Tyler Black for the boys, yeah. 
Um, uh, Greg, do you want to take us on to our last story then, Jay? Well, let's take it on to Europe. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna just straight away say this: we should do this for my birthday, and kind of Troy's birthday because it's not that far away. Uh, WXW in Germany have announced that Jonathan Gresham, AC Romero, and Fuminori Abe as their first three entrants in a WXW 16 carat tournament. Um, for those who don't know, that is their equivalent of the King of the Ring. Um, I'm guessing it's a 16 man tournament, given the name of the. Yes, but it's always got like stars. Mm-hmm. It, it's basically their version of Bowler. Right. Um, Gresham is a former Ring of Honor pure champion. Romero was recently re- released by Impact Wrestling. Um, and Abe is a 0 1 world and international junior heavyweight champion. Um, the tournament is set to run from March the 4th to the 6th in Oberhausen. Um, I believe that's just out of Bel- outside of Berlin. Oh, um, I'm not 100% on that, but I'm pretty sure it is. W- the WXW 16 carat tournament has been running every year since 2006, with the exception of 2021 due to COVID, when Baron von Hagen won the tournament. Um, since then, notable names such as Chris Hero, Volta, Shingo Takagi, Sami Zayn, Zack Sabre Jr., Ilya Dragunov and Malachi Black have gone on to win the entire tournament. The current holder of the tournament was um, Karen Noir. That was all uh, all that information we stole from Fightful. Thank you, Fightful. Love you. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for this. They're, they're always, always bangers. Yeah, I mean, it just seems like like the Super Smash Brothers of pro wrestling this, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm genuinely considering going to this. If you would like to join, Casey, do a little um, Germany, maybe. If if any of our listeners would like to join, the <laughs> massive going to Germany, join our Discord over a untitled rest pod, and we will set it all up there. Um, yeah, out out of those three, you've got you've got to think Gresham's got to be the favourite, surely. Yeah, I mean. Yes, Gresham is phenomenal, isn't he? He's one of the one of the best wrestlers, one of the most technical wrestlers on the planet. I I think now he's um, no longer part of Ring of Honor technically. Um, obviously, there's every chance he's probably going to pop up back again. Um, I think he's going to probably have a career year in 2022. Oh, I mean, the the, the chains are off, aren't they? I mean, not that you know, Ring of Honor restricted him much, but he can... Be... No, they didn't They didn't restrict him, but also he didn't... He wasn't allowed to, like, wrestle all over the place. He, he was allowed to do GCW in, like, the weeks since... I mean, we saw him in Liverpool last year, 2019. Yeah, he was... But he was allowed to do, like, the odd indie show, but he wasn't, like, allowed to basically be, like, the travelling wrestler. Yeah. Which I think... He's one guy, I think he'd walk into AW, but I don't think he's going to do that. I think he's going to go around and he's going to wrestle all over the world. Yeah, he's, he's, just, he's going to do a Minoru Suzuki murder tour, isn't he? And he's just going to yeah, go and bang for 12 months. Um, yeah. And if we don't get Brian Danielson versus Jonathan Gresham in 2022, I'm going to fucking kick off. What, in the G1? In fucking 16 carat, mate. Just do that. <laughs> come on. Yeah. Come on. Do for the lads. I mean, it's just, uh, it's just, this is just this is just proof, isn't it, that like when you take the restrictions off and you just let guys work anywhere they want, everyone wins, and it's just the most fun. 
it, it's shit like this, which makes me kind of glad that I don't like just watch WWE. And that's not a slight on WWE because every now and again, WWE like drop a fucking banger a match. I'm like, oh shit, this is awesome. NXT UK does it like on the regular every week. Mako Satamora versus Ginny this week. Go check mine and Troy's review out of that over on Anchor and or wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, was phenomenal. Yeah, it, it, but, it's, it's little things like this that just make you think, oh shit, this is like what happens when you use all the toys in the toy box and you have a really good time. It's what happens when like all the other companies play together. Yeah, everybody wins. Yeah. Especially you, us, you want, because we get to watch it. You want, you want your fans to be happy, work with all the fucking promotions. Yeah. Give them the opportunity to see all these other fucking like people wrestle each other instead of go, no, you have to wrestle this way. You have to wrestle these people all the time. And every now and again, we might not do the rematch. It's mad, isn't it? It's mad. <laughs> but yeah, I, I am very excited for this. I, I'm really looking forward to checking out the show. Um, especially given, have you seen the video of um, the last 16 carat tournament? I think it, it might have been 2018, actually, where they did the whole Walter Ilya storyline. Oh, no. Cool. So ba- basically, Ilya had retired at like 21 because he couldn't beat Walter. It's what he tried to do in NXT UK, but right. Ilya actually like, retired. He didn't wrestle for six months. Fair. Yeah. Um, and then Walter was defending the title against um, like the top heel in that company. He went, by the way, this is a triple threat match. And then Ilya's music hit, and it was, it was possibly the biggest pop I've ever heard. But bear in mind, this is in like a tiny little club in Germany. Yeah. So it was like the fucking literally the roof would have blown off the place. It was so loud. Um, so they always do like really special shit at that show, which is why I'm really excited for it. Um, but yeah, the, the, either way, this should be good. I'm excited to see who else they announce. Yeah, oh yeah, I mean, I have no doubt that it's going to be absolutely banging. Like they're going to pull out absolute top tier bangers for days. Yeah, it's going to be sixteen like absolute studs, and they're going to absolutely tear it apart. I'm sure. Harry. I mean, we're probably um, we are probably going to get um, Karen Noir in there, aren't we? Going back to defend. Yeah. I feel yeah, awesome. yeah, why, why not? Look, looking at some of the people who got released by WWE, I, I, I'd be shocked if Damo didn't show up in that. Oh, oh. Bit of Damo Viesi. I'm not good at that. Yeah. Ultima Hoss. I reckon Damo will show up in here. Uh, Keith Lee. 100% Keith Lee will show up in that. Yeah, why not? He's been, he's been in it before. Um, as has Phoenix. Oh, fair, yeah. Uh, yeah, right. I think that's yeah. Uh, I, I, so I think that's going to do it for the uh, for the rest of the world news. I think that's it for for every that, That's all the news that uh, that's fit to print. Yeah. Um. So, 
thank you for joining us on our inaugural episode of the news review. Um, my name has been Jay. I have been joined by the big tasty one, Ben Jackson. Uh, just before we go, just very quickly, if you liked the coverage today, if you liked our coverage, um, do check out our podcast, Untitled Wrestling Podcast, available where Absolutely. all good podcasts are found. We have our going to have our full gear review going up next week, so that's going to be a big one. You get to hear yeah. us wax lyrical about what could be one of the shows of the year, so please do check that out. Yeah, it looks good. Um, yeah, we'll, we also uh, have our Twitch channel, um, Untitled Rest Pod. We do our Saturday night gaming stream there. If you want to be a part of it, Join our Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Um, also, our Twitter, Untitled Rest Pod, Facebook, Untitled Wrestling Podcast. And there is another one I can't remember, but it's also Untitled Wrestling Podcast. And Instagram's Untitled Rest Pod as well. Sweet. Um, yeah. Thank you for joining us. This has been really cool. I did not expect us to be doing something like this. <laughs> it's been good for us. Under a year after we've done it. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye. Hello, yes, Danhausen here. Danhausen has been summoned. You must love this podcast, Housen, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Housen. (laughs) 